morning. Uh, we have two readings this morning. The first one is a very short one from 1 Corinthians. The uh, second passage is from John's Gospel, chapter 14, which is the um, section where Jesus is meeting with his disciples in the upper room the night before he was crucified. So we'll start off with 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And now turning to John. This section is headed, Jesus the way to the Father. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. What an amazing promise. Thanks be to God. Morning, everyone. Ooh. It is so good to be back here. A few months ago, as most of you know, I wasn't too sure whether I'd actually ever get back here. And I just want to thank everyone here who prayed for me. The doctors in the ICU could not believe the speed of my recovery. And I said, well, what do you expect when you've got half the nation praying for me? <laughs> so I want to thank you and just let you know that I'm on, on the road to recovery. It's a long process, but I'm getting there. Praise God for that. And then I can up and I move around now. It's hallelujah. I'm just... Uh, I just pray that Jean came through because it was, it was a tremendous strain on her. But she held up. and I'm very proud the way she sort of held up and kept it together and kept the house going. That was good. And of course kept me in place. You know, when we're young we normally have idols or somebody that we look up to. Um, and I was thinking this going back, and I thought, right, one of the movie stars, I know it was, I used to be a Clint Eastwood fan. You know who these westerns. Really, I, any, any Clint Eastwood, he's, you know, he's all spaghetti, what they call the spaghetti westerns. I think I've watched every single one of them at least five times. He was, he was my hero. 
Can I, and come turns and looks, because when I was young, we didn't have the luxuries of TV. We had, a, I mean, our newspapers, it was, you see, you didn't have that exposure that we have today with the media and social media and TV. You know, you, you speak to the young people and they have their idols, it's either some pop star or some celebrity somewhere who does something. Maybe it's a sports star. I mean, there's so many sports guys that are going around. They look at them and they, and a lot of them want to aspire to be what they are. And a lot of these people come and they, they want to be role models. They want to encourage people to be like them. We even have within the churches that people look up to the pastor or the leader and they thought, oh, what do they follow him? They, they tend to focus on them and to look what they're doing to try and emulate them. And we see what happens is because one thing is going to happen, and one thing that they have all in common is they've all got failures. Okay? None of them are perfect. They all have issues. It's just that some of them are very careful at hiding them. We're looking within the churches. And you see some of the, the, the well-known names. When they stumble, the impact it has on the churches, on the, on the people. And I said to God, why is this? I mean, we experienced this many years back in, in a church where a pastor was sent to close the church, but he built it up. And in fact, when God led him, he said, no, he needs to move on. Yet in the Methodist church there, you a few years and you move on or you get reinvited. He decided, no, he wants to move on. I would say, what, 90% of the congregation he had led to the Lord? And when he left, it was almost as though the people wanted to declare a day of national, a week of national mourning. And I couldn't understand, because they had idolized this man and they had put him up and he was left... Some of them were absolutely broken, and some of the people left the church, some of the people left the positions. And I said, why? Because they were focused on him, and he was the minister who tried to focus them on Jesus. He wasn't someone who drew them to himself. I've been in some churches where the pastor likes everybody to come and pat his back and elevate him up. But he's not one of those, just that the people chose and how often is it today that we, we come and we look and we see someone and we, oh, you know, we're in business and we see a successful man. Oh, I wish I could be like him. You know, we all want to be Bill Gates, you know, with all these billions lying around and whatnot. You know, we want to be like Elon Musk with all these millions and we see what happens and we say, ooh, I don't know if I want to be like him. With the event of social media, there's so much exposure. And we have at the stage now where people don't even know who they are. I read a report, I don't know which, it was some department somewhere, quasi-government or government department, issued directive. There are now 100 sexes. And we have people come in and not, well, I don't want to be this. I want to be this today. I want to be that tomorrow. And 
It's an indication, I want to speak of that, it's an indication to society. People don't really know who they are, who they're following, who they're idolizing. There is only one, they used to what, we call, what I call a plumb line of going on. There is only one that has never moved, and that's Jesus. And when we come in together like us to come and to worship together, we should be worshiping him. We should be looking to him. When Paul writes in that letter, follow my example as I follow examples of Christ. Now, I've heard that many people say, oh, I need to follow Paul. That is not what he is saying. What Paul is saying is I'm following Christ and I want you to follow my example. I want you to follow Christ. We are born again. We have been created. We are and ambassadors of Christ. Now, if we're to be an ambassador, we need to know him. I mean, I could say, I want to be an ambassador of Chile. I know it's in, on the west coast of South America. It's a long little strip. It has a lot of hills. It's got a lot of little minerals in there, mining. Uh, it's not that wealthy. So I know a bit about it, but I can't become an ambassador because I don't know it. And many people try to come along as they want the, as a Christians to be ambassador of Christ, but they don't know him. Christianity is not about gaining head knowledge. And in fact, some people, I wish they could get some of that knowledge out of their head. Christianity is about relationship. It is a personal relationship with, the, with Jesus. It's a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's a personal relationship with our Father in heaven. It's about personal relationships. It is about developing. Jesus said, he said, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. What is it, what's he saying there? He said, what, what are you doing here? He said, and we read in other scriptures, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. That's the example that Jesus is asking us to be. What Paul is saying to us when he says, follow Jesus, be like Jesus. He is the only one who we need to try and be like. But how can we be like him if we don't know him? I can't, be, I can't follow Graham and be like Graham because I don't know him. We have the same name. Praise God. It's, uh, to me, that is the blessed, most blessed name there is, Graham. You are blessed. But I, I know a little bit about him, but I don't know him. So how can I follow his example if I don't know him? It's the same as Jesus. How do we follow the example of Jesus? How do we be this ambassador of Jesus? How do we learn about him? Well, there's two ways. One is through scripture. 
The Bible is not a book. It is a living testimony. And you know what the greatest thing about this is we don't have to do it on our own. I'm sure all of you can remember days of school, maybe you're still there coming down and studying. I mean, my days at school, we didn't have computers. We went to mass exams without a calculator. You had a logbook and you had a little slide rule. We had to work everything out. You had to learn everything, go in there and repeat it. No such thing as assignments where you, and you had the Dr. Google or Mr. Google helping you. No, it's read a book and pump it into the head. And you do your exams and three months later, you've forgotten everything. Because I was, and please don't follow my example when it comes to studies. I used to cram a few nights before. Because my reasoning was it'll still be fresh. I mean, because I knew something I learned in the beginning, I forgot this. I used to cram, and the teachers used to get very frustrated with me because during the year I was not the Well, it wasn't what the, uh, the teachers uh, were doing or what they think that I should have doing or what they knew I was capable of. But yet when I came to exam time, I always did reasonably pretty well in exams. And this frustrated them. But it was mine. It is just, and cramming like that, I never kept the knowledge. I used to lose it. It was fresh for a few weeks because I hadn't studied and understand it. And it's the same with, with Scripture. We need to spend time with Jesus. Seeing what He does. Getting to know Him. And through getting to know Him, getting to know the Father. Because it says, when people look at us, they need to see Jesus. Because the Father has given Him all authority. And He says, go, take my people. So we need to be like Him. Because He is a perfect representation of the Father. As the scripture said, he is the perfect representation of his nature. And the Holy Spirit was given to us so that we could become more like Jesus. He dwells within us. We don't have to go looking for him. He's with us. Jesus is in us. The Father is in us. I could speak on that topic for hours, but anyway, we just 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 just, just believe me. Just believe it's in the scriptures. I so believe me. And we need because you know we always pray, Holy Spirit, come. Yes, we have it within Him, but we need Him outside as well. We need to be drenched in the presence of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus has sent Him. He ascended to the Father and he says, I am sending you something, a counselor, a comforter, who's going to reveal all. So we need to be active and have that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit to allow him to reveal everything, to reveal Jesus to us, so that we, in our lifestyle, and that we become imitators of Jesus, so that when people look to us, they see Jesus, and they see the Father. Jesus came and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way often people think 
that is the way to live. But if you read the second part of that scripture, he says, no one comes to the Father but through me. He is the way to the Father. So we need to be that Jesus. We need to come and to be his representation. Let the Holy Spirit dwell within us. There are people that we can learn. I mean, there are some, I'm not going to mention names, because, but there are some uh, 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 international preachers, some of them are not that high key, some of them are linked, that I learn a lot from. I listen to them a lot because I have faith in their treatment, because I know that they spend time with Jesus. They spend time. The Holy Spirit is infused in their preaching. When you hear them preach, you can you have a sense that it is a word direct from God, and I learn a lot from them. But I don't want to be like them. I will take all the knowledge, the teaching that they have. There's some brilliant ones. There's one guy we are a partner with in another country. He's an amazing man of God. He's, 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 he knows his, he's an amazing man. And I listen. Whenever I go and preach in his church, he always comes up afterwards and adds on, you know, he likes to preach. And he's not frightened to correct me if he thinks I'm a little bit off beam. So what I like about him is he comes and he keeps me straight. He keeps me onto that plumb line of Jesus. Because I don't want to misrepresent him. I don't want one day when I stand before judgment that they say, why did you lead those people astray? As I've always said, I am not in the business of making people comfortable on the way to hell. I will make them as uncomfortable as possible. Too often, people are made comfortable on the way to hell. Because, oh no, well I don't, I think that's not really, it's, how can he be, how can Jesus be so strict? You know, you people, you know, the thing is, there is you, you, you're so narrow-minded now, it's not narrow-minded. It's that is the truth that we believe in, that we've experienced. See, today people don't want to believe. They say there's, there's no right or wrong. If you try and say something is right or wrong, then you get pillared and hung out, and, and you find about 5% of the nations, and I'm talking about in the, all the world, you find about there's about five, maximum 9% of the population is driving what is happening in that country. Because the church has become silent. What did Jesus do to the temple when they went in there? He took a whip, whipped a few people, turned tables up. I'm not saying that's what he's asking us to do, but I think what he is asking us is we need to be praying for those people praying for authority at whatever level that they would have a vision and a visitation from Jesus. I used to get, think of different ways of Islam because in Albania where Jean and I go and minister, it's a very strong majority there um, of believers are, are Muslims. They either got the, the, the Muslim or the Batashi uh, Islam. They got the two. 
And I always used to pray. There was one they were building a temple, which is the biggest in the Balkan nations. And I always used to pray. I was just thinking it would collapse. And Jean says, no, I just pray that they would meet Jesus. And I said, oh. And then we listen to a guy who works with him. And he says, they pray that God will reveal himself to them. So my prayer is, God, answer their prayer and reveal yourself. Because the majority of them on the conversions, they've had a visitation and a vision of Jesus. So that has taught me that I need to come to be like Jesus. I need to reveal him. By revealing him is to love people. I don't care what they've done. I have no right not to love anyone. I can be against what they are doing and we need to make a stand that when we, but we need to love the people but not what they are doing. We need to make that distinction. And too often we judge a person by his actions. I think that's the standard. You know, People know you by your actions. But is those actions, but we need to understand that that person, God loves that person, and Jesus went to the cross for them the same as he did for us. And he loves them. And if he loves them, how can we not? We need to, in love, and in guidance by the Holy Spirit, very important to be guided by the Holy Spirit to speak to them and to reveal that what they are doing is not right. But if they're outside the kingdom, they say, no, what is it's okay. Because that's what everybody is doing. The world is becoming to a place where anything goes. But it shouldn't be. And what we need to do, and that's something that God is calling his people to do, is to follow Jesus, to love his people, to bring correction where necessary, but to stand firm, to reveal the Father's love to them. Let them know that somebody loves them. I have seen people, most of you know, I mean, I'm a hugger, and I have seen lives transformed by a hug. Because that, was the, because that was the father hugging, not me. That was the father hugging the person and his love poured into that person and that person was changed. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, he was changed. We come together here to celebrate but we need to take him outside so when people see us, they see Jesus. So we need to be him. We need to come and say, Jesus, I want to be more like you each day. And today, and it's brilliant here, we're having communion today. But when you come off of communion, you can come up and when you take it and say, yes, Jesus, I accept and I acknowledge your body was broken for me, that I might be free, that your blood has cleansed me. Help me, Holy Spirit, 
to become more like Jesus. That I may reveal the Father to the world. I don't want my wants to get in the way. I don't want my personal desires to stop me. Will you come and take out that defeatist attitude from me? When you call me to do something and I focus on what I, have, what I don't have instead of focusing what I have and believing that you can take that. If you could take five fishes and three loaves or three fishes and five loaves or never, but a few things and feed thousands, that is physical transformation or something physical. And if you send in me somewhere and I said, I have no money, who says he cannot give it to me? We always find an excuse, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself, find an excuse of why I can't do something because I focus on what I don't have instead of focusing on what I have. And that is Christ within me. The Holy Spirit within me. That's the Father in me. And because of that, I have the resources of the Father. And the Father's resources are unlimited. And when we come and we take this, we say, Jesus, I want to be like you. I only want to do what you do. And I only want to say what you say. Thank you for giving me, Holy Spirit, to teach me. From today, I'm going to have a teachable spirit. From today, I am not going to rebel. And I just come against that spirit of rebellion right now and I banish it from this place. I'm going to be like you. Whatever it is. So that I can get the crown that's waiting for me. Father, I just bless these people. I bless these wonderful people here, Lord. That Holy Spirit, that you would touch their hearts. That you would encourage them. That you will full love. Those that feel as though they're hidden and they're not seen. That you will show them that you see them. That you have a special place for them. Each one here is special. Just empower them, O Father. Give them courage to rise up to be the perfect person that you've called them to be. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.